11. Thank you all so much for listening again this week. We really appreciate it. We love getting to do this every week, so thank you for giving us a reason to. Ethan, how's it going? It's going good. It's yeah. Going good. yeah. All right. A little tired, a little tired. Had yeah. a big Halloween weekend. Still recovering from lack of sleep. Yeah. But that's just you, how I am. You. That's yeah. just how I all am. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. So before we go ahead and get started, just want to talk to you guys for a second about our sponsor, Eagle Masonry and Insulation. If you have any friends or family in North Alabama, or if you, if you yourself are from North Alabama, look no further than Eagle Masonry and Insulation, the premier provider of brick and insulation products in North Alabama. Eagle provides the br- best block, brick, and stone products, as well as traditional fiberglass bats, blown-in blanket systems, and spray foam. Call 256-755-1556 today for your free quote. All right, let's go ahead and just jump right into it. Obviously, probably the biggest sports story of the weekend is the NFL trade deadline. Not a lot happened. It's really quiet. I he kind of blamed that on COVID, really, though, just with uncertainty about that. So just for the trade deadline, I put together a quick, short list of winners and losers of yesterday's trade deadline. So let's go ahead and jump, start with the winners. <laughs> Everybody uh, on the Jets who was sent away. stole my line, but yeah. <laughs> Everybody. Yeah, winner. Everybody who was dealt by the Jets. <laughs> Everyone. I Everyone. don't care where they went. What team they or, ended yeah, up on. Or what their contract is like. They, they won. They're no longer with the New York Jets. But especially the biggest winner out of that that was dealt by the Jets is probably Avery Williamson, veteran linebacker. He went from the 0-8 Jets to the 7-0 Steelers. <laughs> Steelers needed a linebacker. And Williamson actually has 59 tackles through eight games, so he's pretty productive. That's yeah, more than seven tackles a game. So, Getting after it. Yeah. Ball hawk. Probably just about the only bright spot on that god-awful Jets defense. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So good for the Steelers for getting that one. Weren't many bright spots on the uh, Yeah, no. Not. There was that one play, I think it was against the 49ers, and it was like third and 30-something, and they gave up a 50-yard run up the middle. Man, so, Gus Malzahn is weak in the knees on that one. Oh, gosh. 50-yard run up the middle. <laughs> I mean, I kind of put <laughs> Yeah, all right. So my next winner is the Baltimore Ravens because they added another pretty good pass rusher in my try Try really hard not to butcher this. I, I pulled up a video for how to pronounce this player's name just so I didn't get it wrong, and I'm probably still going to get it wrong. Uh, Yannick Ngakwe. I think that was right. The Ravens added him, uh, traded for him uh, with the Vikings. I believe they sent in just like a third-round pick and a fifth-round pick. They've really been stocking up on defensive players, and this is just more firepower. And the Vikings having a rough year, so they figured... Yeah, let's go not? ahead, and I believe his contract is up after twenty one, so twenty twenty one. So try and get something for him. Sure, it's not going good. Yeah, all right. And then I have one more, but they're kind of a maybe winner just because I don't really know how it's going to go. But history's on their side. The Patriots traded with division rival Miami Dolphins for slot receiver Isaiah Ford. All they handed over was a conditional sixth round pick. And the reason I don't have this as a complete win is just because it may not. Pan out. I think the well, Patriots need liking, a wide receiver. Yeah, they yeah. they need a receiver big. in the slot for Cam Newton to throw to. Yeah. And, you know, the last time the Dolphins traded with the Pats, they sent over this dude named Wes Welker. He was, <laughs> he was pretty solid. Yeah. You know? He was just okay. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see how Real household name. that goes for the Patriots. I mean, feels like it, but it could end up being. I don't know, just, man. I could end think up I'm off the Cam the train. They're struggling, but, you know, like Bill Belichick said last week, is like, yeah, why are you guys surprised? We sold out over the last five years for three Super Bowls. Yeah. We got, you know, they don't really have any money right now or anything, but 
I don't know. I don't Cam know. is just he's not looking good. He's struggling. It's just I don't know. I think it's more than just him. But I mean, they, yeah, they're lacking in a lot of positions, and I get it. I just don't. I I thought that Belichick had a a, a different game plan in mind. They utilized Cam on the run, but I still think that he wants Cam to throw, and Cam's just not a high percentage thrower at the clip that they want to throw. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's turning just not up anymore. Not saying that they should go, you know, two QB system with Jarrett Stidham on the throwing plays and Cam <laughs> on the running plays. Then it could obviously what they're going. But I don't know. I, I'm off the Cam train for a while. I'm not going to buy in any more hype until I see some solid production. All right. I know our friend Alex. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. With that in mind, we'll go ahead and move over to just our trade deadline losers. I got three of those here too. Uh, the Packers are my first loser. Mm. You know, there's a rumor going around for a few days that they'd probably be trying to acquire Will Fuller from the Texans. He's a really good receiver when he doesn't break into a million pieces upon getting hit. <laughs> yeah, Texans know about that. Yeah, and you know, I guess whatever the price the Texans were asking for, it was too high, so they didn't they didn't pull the trigger. And the result is the Packers wide receiver room still has nothing beyond Devontae Adams, and he's not always healthy either. I believe they don't have any first-round receivers in that room. So it's kind of like mm-hmm. a thing. And the whole thing with the draft is they didn't yeah. pick a receiver at all in any round. And it was like there was a, there was a team need. Yeah, a they, picked, they picked a backup quarterback Yeah, instead of a wide receiver. In the first round. Yeah, right. I remember that being kind of a I mean, no deal. disrespect to Jordan Love. I actually think he was really good at Utah State. but Yeah, but you don't go after something that you don't necessarily. At least not yet. So my other losers, other side of that potential deal, the Texans – and they're a loser because they really need first-round picks. They don't have any because, you know, Bill O'Brien shipped them all off for pieces that they have now. <laughs> and it's not really working out because they're 1-6. and six. Uh, Bill O'Brien knew his days were numbered, so he just thought he would screw you all. Yeah, just go ahead and dump the farm. Oh, man. Yeah, and, like, somehow honestly, didn't get a first-round pick for DeAndre Hopkins. should just be a loser Hopkins. just for any reason that you can find, yeah. honestly. I mean... That's what they are. It's franchise losers. But, <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, like, didn't even get a first-round pick for DeAndre Hopkins. How? Yeah, that's bad. How'd you, not, that's, how'd you not do that's that? Bad that's bad negotiating. That's really bad negotiating. It's embarrassing. And there's a whole story to tell about that, but that's yeah, neither here you, nor there. Yeah, we don't want to get you so, on soapboxes. Yeah. And then my last loser is, going back up to the Patriots, my loser is uh, Stephen Gilmore, just because... I think he he's not paid. I didn't know his contract was really as small as it is. I guess he's I guess it's his rookie contract. He's only owed seven million dollars in two thousand twenty one. I think that's a lot less than he's worth. He's probably it's the best good. defensive back out there in the secondary. I just think Gilmore probably could could have benefited from being traded to a team that would definitely be willing to keep him around long term mm-hmm. and for more money. As of right now, he has not signed an extension with New England or anything of the sort. And now with the deadline passed, he is stuck, at least for this year, having to ride out this tough season with mm-hmm. the Patriots. So that's why he's a loser. All right, so three winners, three losers. Not really anything else going on in the NFL. I mean, Antonio Brown is getting activated this weekend for the Buccaneers. We'll see <laughs> if he kills somebody on the field. Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So man, I think the think we know where all the I think we know where the you keep saying like the bucks keep coming and just digging money out of a tree. Yeah, it's like where are they getting the money? I, they I guess they're just they, signing them all to minimums they, they, and stuff. They stole the, they stole from the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> they went to the Patriots piggy bank and stole all their money. Stole all their money. Yeah, Tom had a key or something. Yeah, Tom had the lefto had had uh, the locker room. Yeah, hey, uh, Robert Kraft said I'm an authorized uh, depositor yeah. to this account. <laughs> just go ahead. 
Yeah, <laughs> grab a couple million, you know. <laughs> you know uh, go ahead, throw it. No, nobody will look twice. Nah, no, nobody. Yeah, I'm Tom Brady. Nah, the yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll be cool about it. Yeah, they'll be cool about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> High five security guard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> as he walks in and out of the <laughs> the facility to take the money. Yeah. <laughs> See you next week, Corey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Is your wife still cooking dinner? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Say hello to the kids for me. Yeah. <laughs> Give them a hug. Oh, uh, man. Okay. So... With all that wrapped up, we'll just go ahead and move over to college football since for the next several weeks, at least uh, this show is just going to be a football show because all the other sports are over now, waiting on college basketball to start. So it's just all football all the time up here on Rookie Mistake. I mean, even you could even say starting t- today. I mean, we got some action tonight. Is that is that yeah. right? we got a bunch Mac, of... Yeah, yeah action starts some back action tonight. tonight. We have six Mac games. Yeah, Mac games on night. tonight. Pac-12 starts this weekend. Nebraska looking at another weekend to get beat. <laughs> uh, it's just you know, Auburn, Auburn's, Auburn's again. on a bye week, but they'll still find a way to lose. <laughs> so they'll lose the bye week. Yeah, they'll lose the bye week. They'll get dropped out of the rankings by bye week. Yeah, now they're back in the top twenty-five. All right. So the first thing I want to go over with college football is, I guess, uh, the Big 12's seppuku. Is that the like honorable suicide thing? I don't know. Yeah, you but, might want to look that one up. Yeah, I may need to look that. That doesn't up. sound right. No, it's not. <laughs> But we do not mean to offend any uh, cultural groups out there with, with getting that wrong. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe I'll delete that later. <laughs> the Big 12, I just think, has eliminated themselves from playoff contention with number six, Oklahoma no, State. See, the losing. word you're looking for there is cannibal. Yeah, but yeah. it's like just. Oh, no, I know what it is. Yeah, you just take out the like, sheath, sort out of the sheath, and just stab yourself. Yeah, it's like. But. Let's be real here. Let's call it what it is. They're 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 it's cannibalism. Beating, yeah, they're yeah. beating their own teams for no reason. And now Tom Herman gets to keep his job because of it. Probably on yeah. the road. Mm-hmm. On the road. Poor Mike Gundy. That man. I know that they they can't that, win for losing. That, man. That, Oklahoma that, State. That man's mullet is way too good to be losing. Yeah, they needed to win this game. This is a game they can't lose. And you know, with West Virginia beating Kansas State, that's their other. You know. One lost team is, and Kansas State is now out of the top twenty-five. They were I mean, number sixteen. I don't 16. think Kansas State would have even made it in anyways with the. Oh, I don't think either. Arkansas but State. they were four and one, so it was right. like, man, the uh, Big Twelve championship is going to be interesting. It should be interesting. Yeah, it's probably the, uh, uh, it's probably a bunch of five and four teams here, and then you know Kansas at the bottom, zero and nine, zero and ten. Yeah, and then uh, whoever wins that game, the <laughs> got tie- something interesting to say honest, about yeah, Kansas the, uh, no, later. Honest, yeah, yeah, honestly, the tiebreaker should just be whoever whipped up on Kansas the worst, <laughs> the biggest margin of victory. Yeah, since they'll all be tied in the Big Twelve. I'm up for that. That'd be really fun. Yeah, everybody just takes a shot at Kansas. They all play Kansas again, and whoever beats Kansas the worst, that's the winner of the. Yeah. So basically, with Oklahoma State, just you know, Spencer Sanders, that was just. Everything went wrong for Oklahoma State. I mean, their stats were actually really good, but Spencer Sanders turned the ball over three times. Yeah, a lot of lot of Oakie State fans on the Reddit thread were not surprised about that one. We started. I think the quote was, "We started our turnover QB, and guess what? Y'all got turnovers." <laughs> yeah, Chuba Hubbard had easily his worst game of the year. He had carried the ball so twenty five times for seventy two yards. I mean, the man's not even in the Heisman. Yeah, not even in the Heisman not, conversation. I believe this was his first game with less than a hundred yards. And when I say less than a hundred yards, I really mean like less than one hundred and fifty yards. Mm-hmm. So. That was a recipe for disaster. I just, at the end, I don't see how the Big 12 can get a team in the playoff now unless Oklahoma State just shakes us off, runs the table, beats Oklahoma, and wins Ohio the conference. State loses. <laughs> that too. 
and goes into Selection Sunday at 11-1 and with the Big 12 Championship. That's the only way as a team. And I don't know if they can beat Oklahoma just because they never do for some reason. Right. Yeah, they just constantly struggling. So Well, uh, Oklahoma, if you're worried about Okie State, just shut down Chua Hubbard. Seems like a recipe for like, success. <laughs> who would have thought? <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> yeah, who would have thought? <laughs> I mean, shut down the best player on any team, and guess what? They're going to struggle. Yeah. Crying out loud, guys. Yeah, all right. So the Pac-12 and the MAC are returning, like we said a couple of minutes ago. Pac-12, seven-game schedule. Yep. The MAC is going with a six-game schedule, so those are going to be really weird. But <laughs> we, I feel like we can just consider that, like, FCS ball. Yeah. It doesn't matter. No, nah, it doesn't. No, no team in we're any still, of these you're leagues still gonna is going to watch it, but it doesn't matter. Oh, we're totally watching it. Yeah, I mean... We're totally watch some... It's football, but... <laughs> but but this means the Pac-12 starting, we'll get to watch USC start out 0-2. Clay USC's Houghton, actually ranked. Clay, uh, oh, yeah. The number 20. I don't <laughs> understand why. Yeah, so. I know. I know, because it's funny to watch it's them start funny. out. It's <laughs> to watch them start out 0 and 2. AP has a sense of humor. And then Clay, Hel- yeah, the Clay, Clay Helton sitting on his chair and just watching the flames get higher and higher. <laughs> this is mass fine. chaos. <laughs> and this then, is fine. Yeah, and then and then and then watching him win the next four or five straight and just being like, see. See, See? Y'all, y'all you can't early. fire me yet. You yeah, guys yeah. could be worse. Yeah, you doubt us early. I still got my third string, who was really my sixth string last year, sitting on the bench over here, and he's going to come in at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yep, the Clay Helton hot seat begins this weekend. I'm excited. I, I actually like USC. I don't know why I joke on them all the time, but it's just funny, it's man. Funny. Like, it's like <laughs> Texas at this point. It's yeah. just funny. They have a bad like, coach with a great program, and they won't get rid of the bad coach. Yeah, but it's just like they just can't figure it out. That's what's funny. Like, yeah, air quotes, funny both programs it. are almost there, not quite there. But it's, and they shouldn't be almost there. They should be they should, they should never be left. There. Yeah, they, like, they should be there. Yeah. they should. I mean, those two programs should be in the playoff every year besides – Probably Alabama, and, yeah, and maybe maybe Ohio State and Clemson, or at least just in the conversation. Just I mean, not. seriously, God. All right, so our next thing then, since we're at about the mid-season point for most teams, <clears throat> Big Ten, you know, the Heisman race is in full force, and Ethan wanted to do this thing. I did with his own little Heisman list. I didn't do it just because I have other stuff to talk about later. I'm gonna do it. Gonna I'm gonna really try and do so it gonna... quickly since we've got other yeah. things oh, to take look your at. Time only. Yeah. But but yeah, we. Someone reached out to me, and they a couple of guys wanted us to talk about Alabama. I never really heard anything as to what they wanted us to talk about or what they wanted us to hear our opinions on. So we're just going to go with the Heisman race, which coincidentally yeah. enough includes a couple includes, of Alabama players. Yeah. So after this past weekend, Mac Jones took took the lead over Trevor Lawrence in the Heisman yeah, race. Is what they're saying at least on ESPN. Is what they're saying on ESPN, and I think that this is wrong, and I don't like it. And I don't think that just because Trevor Lawrence sat out one game, which he will now sit out two games, due to illness, should be a reason why Mac Jones should just all of a sudden jump ahead. I mean, the guy, yeah, he had 291 yards passing on four touchdowns, but... I believe he has 16 touchdowns in the six games. But at the same time, I still think Trevor Lawrence is the better quarterback on the better team. Yeah, and just I just think Mac Jones is just the next A.J. McCarron. He's efficient. He's a game manager. He's mm-hmm. exactly what Alabama needs, but he himself is not actually this incredibly dynamic quarterback. Right. He, he's not flashy. He's not all over the place. Yeah, he's, he's not, not like, like Trevor he, Lawrence. He, he takes two steps up in the pocket. You don't see linebackers jumping up into the yeah. into the coverage. I mean, the, the guy hurts you in the air. That's just about all he does. Yeah. And that's largely in part to his insane receivers yeah, being able to Smith. make plays. 
you know, John Mechie, Jalen Waddle until last week, which sidebar on that. Why are we surprised that Devontae Smith Dude, is I don't good? Under, yeah, I don't That's understand really that. That's actually kind of grating on me. It's, it's like, it's did you making, guys watch any football? Right. It's frustrating that people actually had Jalen Waddle as the best receiver on Alabama's yeah. receiving. I mean, I mean did, did they watch Alabama at all last year? Devontae Smith is incredible. Devontae Smith is definitely the best receiver. He was probably arguably the best receiver on the team last year with Henry yeah. Ruggs and Jerry Judy. With yeah, the production. in some cases. Yeah. I, mean, I just, I don't, it's just, honestly, it's because you can talk about Jalen Waddle more. Because he does more than he does just more catch the ball. He, but he, honestly, but, dude, he's he's a he's a returner and a receiver, and he's fast. Devontae Smith is a freaking good receiver. Yeah. And he's way it's better than Jalen Like, Waddle. And I know this isn't exactly comparable, but it's like thinking that Anthony Schwartz is better than Seth Williams here at Auburn. Right. That's just not true. So, Schwartz brings different things to the table. He's dynamic yeah. and fast. He can catch the ball. Yeah. But to fit the position, Seth Williams is the better receiver. Right. It's the same thing with Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle. I'm not comparing our two receivers to their two Yeah, receivers. no, you can't compare them. But, it's not right now. But, but that it, it, to, to, for those who are a little confused on what we're trying to get at, that's what we need. Yeah, it's just, just an re- analogy Just pure there. receiver, Devontae Smith, is the best receiver on the team. Right, anyways. so I don't understand why we're shocked. But, yeah, go ahead and move on. Yeah, to I'm not guy. shocked. I, I just don't get it. But, anyway, so, so ESPN ranked. The Heisman guys in in this order: Mac Jones number one, Trevor Lawrence number two, Justin Fields number three, Travis E four, Zach Wilson. For those of you who don't know, he's the BYU quarterback. BYU's undefeated, and they're number nine now. And they're they number nine. The top ten. So, and so the the Mormons another, are officially the the ninth best team in the nation. Yeah. And another sidebar: I really want to see Cincinnati and BYU play in a bowl game. I think that would be, be so awesome. Uh, the Cougars and the Bearcats. Yeah. Get a, give us another like. Uh, Boise State, TCU, mm-hmm. Fiesta Bowl, yeah, craziness. Nice. Just two group of team, group of five teams going at each other. That, that would be fun. That'd be a good one. And then last and certainly not least is Najee Harris at number six. Yeah. Others receiving votes. I think Devontae Smith was receiving a couple of votes, and then maybe the Iowa State running back, which name escapes me right now, and then Dylan Gabriel from UCF. Which yeah, whatever. none of those are serious contenders. Whatever, though. bro. <laughs> but I just find it interesting that Mac Jones jumps into number one. I personally wanted to rank the Heisman candidates as I saw them, and I think that it's fair to say that I'm sticking with Trevor Lawrence until Clemson loses. Yeah, I mean it's, it's going to be interesting to see that how that affects him missing two games because of illness, be, having to be out. He doesn't mm-hmm. have a choice, even if he doesn't even feel sick. He right. has no choice. He has to be so. And that begs the question, if Clemson loses on Saturday to Notre Dame, and I, and I guess we're kind of getting off topic a little bit here, but if Clemson loses to Notre Dame, do they stay in the top five because Notre Dame is, a, is the number four team in the nation? Does this hurt their playoff chances without their best player? The good thing for Clemson if that happens was, would be that they're going to get another shot at Notre Dame. Right. Because and it's they'll in, beat it's everybody in, else it's on their in schedule. South Bend too, right? Right. Yeah. So, so there you go. I, I mean – that kind of answers that question. It'll, It'll be, be interesting to see how Justin Fields does, too, over the next couple of games. People are looking at him as a serious contender yeah, so there he's, in he's a short, number even shorter season. On ESPN's list, I've got Najee Harris above him for number two. I think Najee Harris is the best player on the Alabama team. I do, too. I think he's largely a reason why they're successful this year, and I, and I don't like that he's number six on ESPN's list. I think that they are choosing to ignore him because Mac Jones is just, for whatever reason— it seems like the Heisman is becoming more of this QB award, even if the QB. I think yeah. Najee Harris would deserve the award, the award, Mac Jones, any day of the week. Yeah, I agree. And with Zach Wilson being there too, I don't know if you were going to include him. I like to see him get more recognition, just because the way I'm going to put it is, would BYU still be seven and zero without Zach Wilson? I don't know because I don't get to watch many BYU games. I'm sure there are other people out there. 
who I think could I say think, how important he is. I think he's definitely the reason why they're seven and zero. I mean, last yeah. year they went eight and five. Yeah. What's Alabama's record with a different quarterback over Mac? Other than Mac Jones, with somebody else. I mean, shoot, man! You throw if Mac Jones gets hurt and you throw Bryce Young out there, Bryce Young doesn't hasn't looked very good, but he finds his way, and they still probably beat yeah, Auburn and Bryant Denny, and they're undefeated going to the SEC championship. Yeah, I'm just saying right now. I think without Mac Jones, Alabama is still six and zero. Without Zach Wilson, is BYU still seven and zero? Right, and it's very clear why Trevor Lawrence is clearly one of the better players. I mean, you take, yeah, you take, without Trevor Lawrence, is they Clemson almost lost. 7-0. Yeah, they almost lost to Boston College at home last weekend. Yeah. So they had, to, they had to come back. They had to come back. That. It's very and clear to me that a lot of these players are clearly the reason why their team is successful. I just think for Alabama, Najee Harris is is, is more of a reason yeah. than Mac Jones. I don't disagree with that. So Justin Fields, I got him at number three. I don't know. I think he's good. I think Ohio State is definitely in the conversation they seem to be every year. I just don't think that they can get there. Yeah. They were almost there last year. I know that Justin Fields kind of had a miscue in the end zone on that pass where the Clemson yeah, safety he picked him off. Miscommunication but, with the receiver. Thought he was going to break one way. Right, and he went but the I other think way. I think Clemson's better than they. They they're going to see a lot more top competition this year than they saw last year, and I think that they'll be more battle ready versus just having the better team. Yeah. So I Justin Fields, I still he's another one of those. Could you put another person in his position and have them? I win? don't know because I don't know who would be in instead of him. It's probably Tate Martell's not. That I know, but state. he would he have left if Justin oh. Fields had never transferred? Is what I'm saying there. Maybe they have somebody else. Yeah, that's and probably a bad example. They but. probably do have someone else. That's the thing is we we kind of know who the backups are for all the other quarterbacks except for Zach Wilson. But yeah, I have no idea who Ohio State's backup is. But it's very clear I think that after watching them against Penn State, Penn State's defense is bad. But I don't know that if you took Justin Fields out of the game, I think that Ohio State would still have him because of how talented they are. Yeah, they just have talent. So I think he stays at number three. It was a toss-up for me between him and then Travis Etienne as my number four. Toss-up between him and Travis Etienne. I think Travis Etienne was a big part in why they won last weekend. Mm-hmm. He's just he's just good. Yeah, he's. I mean, he is now the all-time best rusher in ACC history. I mean, I, I don't think he's better than Najee Harris. I think Najee Harris is a little bit better. But in yeah. terms of pure skill, I think that ETN brings a lot to the table for them. In a lot of ways, bails them out. Yeah, and he has a lot of receiving talent, too. He's been a pass catcher for them, just like Najee mm-hmm. Harris has been a cat, pass catcher for so Alabama. I, I mean, so. honestly, for me, you can almost interchange you know, Najee, Justin, and Travis ETN. I just think that in the order that they are, Najee, Tra- or Najee Justin, I think Travis, that's a good order. I think that's just a better order. I've got Matt Jones at number five, and... I don't like that I put him at number five. I just don't know a whole lot about Zach Wilson. I don't know what kind of performances yeah. he's having. I don't know what the wins are looking like. They're, hey, look, they're number nine. They're seven or eight and zero. Oh. He obviously deserves to be in the conversation because I think that he is the reason why that that team is undefeated. Mm-hmm. At the same time, it's they're just also that, not playing the same level of competition, right? So, 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 so what, what? How would they fare against maybe a normal schedule, a normal year where they're playing Utah, a normal year where they see different other, you know, yeah, other but teams? But I do wonder some in the future how we standardize that because I don't, I don't really like how the Heisman has started to lean more to becoming a power, the five. best player on the best team. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, and I, I think that it's supposed to be the most outstanding player. I will caveat that. I think that. I don't think that Kyler Murray was the best player on the best team. And I don't think that Baker Mayfield was the best player on the best team. That's fair. I yeah. think I mean I think that they were the best player on their teams, but mm-hmm. they were not the best player 
on the best team. Yeah, all right, that's a good point. I didn't think about it like that. Like Derrick Henry was the best player on the best team. Yeah, you I could, still think Christian but see, McCaffrey. But see, here, but won see, that here year. you go. See, if you want to talk about Derrick Henry, you want to talk about 2015. The 2015 team, in terms of the backfield, you know, Jake Coker and Derrick Henry, it's pretty much what we're seeing with Mac Jones and Najee Harris, which is why I don't like that it's becoming a court, more of a quarterback award, and I'm putting quotes yeah, on quarterback it because shouldn't, it shouldn't just be a quarterback if, award. If 2015 was this year, Jake Coker would be in the conversation yeah. rather than Derrick Henry. And the quarterback Henry. touches the ball in every single play, so. So that's why I don't think Mac Jones really should be that high. I think. Look, I, I think he's good. And yeah, I think I'm not, I, we're not saying. No, he's yeah, bad. I, and I think that he has what they need in terms of their system and their style of offense. I just think that Najee Harris does more. Yeah, and I think that he's a bigger. I think he's more important to their success. Yes, than exactly. Mac Jones is. Exactly. All Mac Jones has, you know, he just like I said, just got to put game the manager. Yeah, he just has to put the ball in the right spot, and his receivers will make the play. We'll do the rest of the work for him. So. But that's my list. I, I just wanted to talk about it. Trevor Lawrence, Najee Harris, Justin Fields, Travis Etienne, Matt Jones, Zach Wilson. If anybody wants to disagree with me, you can hit us up on Twitter at Rookie Mistake PC. And we will also be posting probably more mailbox comments after this episode. But that is just what I wanted to say about it. I thought that it's very interesting and stupid that Matt Jones is now leading in the Heisman race because he's on Alabama. Like the amount of bias yeah. towards Alabama. I mean, I get that they're exciting and they're fun to watch and they're a really good dominant program and they've been so for the last 12 years, mm-hmm. but we can't just start jumping people in the, in the conversation because of what team they are. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing with rankings. So I don't even think that half the people that vote on these kids even realize what's going on. Yeah, oh, really oh, even oh, watch oh, it. Oh, Matt Jones is in the, is in the conversation. Uh, what teams he played for? Alabama. Oh, yeah, number one. Because mm. he's <laughs> the quarterback. Yeah. Same thing with two. Didn't think he deserved the yeah. Heisman. No, I didn't either. Yeah. So, thank you, Ethan, for that. That was that was informative. <laughs> so, since Ethan got his own little segment, I'm gonna get my own here. I was trying to. I was looking for something a little more lighthearted, a little more fun to do, and I found this cool article from Bleacher Report called basically just crazy stats from college football this season, and you know, so far that is. So I have six statistics here that I think are really surprising that you probably don't know anything about you probably have not heard this so first we're going to start with Pitt. kind of a rough season for them they started three and oh and since then they've dropped their last four games so they're below 500 now but as of this week Pitt is on track to be the first team since 2008 tcu to allow less than two yards per carry over an entire season that's big yeah and in the last 20 years, only four other teams have done that. That 2008 TCU team, 2006 Michigan, 2003 USC, who won the national championship that year, and 2001 UAB. That one was kind of interesting, I thought. But two yards of carry, that's that's pretty wild. That is pretty wild. I think, and it hasn't been done in a while, so that's kind of interesting to me, too. It's been that long. Hmm. So, yeah. I mean, it just shows you how hard it is. Right. And they're not even doing all that well, so it's not like they're... Yeah, that USC team or that Michigan team, who I believe Michigan, I believe was undefeated when they played Ohio State and lost, and it was like one versus two. What year was it? Oh six. Oh, I believe okay. that was yeah. I believe that was a one versus two version of the game. But yeah, in two thousand eight, TCU was really good. That was their Mountain West days, and they were basically the Boise State of the South. Right. <laughs> yeah. So my next one here is it relates to the Kansas Jayhawks. They are zero and six. Straight up, just regular record. They're also 0-6 against the spread. They have four games left, and they had a chance to get a win against the spread 
just this past weekend. I picked <laughs> Iowa State, and the Cyclones messed with me for the entire game. I mean, it came down to maybe like the last couple covered. of minutes. I mean, yeah, finally covered at the end. We were talking about 30. that when we were standing in the stadium for the Auburn LSU Yeah, and it was like, game. hey, look, Iowa State covered. You made it. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and I had to lean over and, and and say something along the lines of, hey, Iowa State's not going to cover. Kansas just scored. Yeah, just driving me insane. I was sitting there. Are you ki- like, are you kidding me? It's Kansas. Yeah, and then and then finally looked over and I and I said, oh, I just wanted to let you know that you know I think Iowa State probably covered. So you you can relax now. You can start <laughs> getting stressed about Auburn LSU. <laughs> yep, perfect timing. Which of course that stress didn't last all yeah, that long that, either. That stress probably lasted <laughs> until about midway through the second yeah. quarter. So anyway, Kansas has four games left. To try and get a win against the spread. And I've actually got Kansas on my spread picks this week. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah, I Did do. you change that? Did you tell me that? Or I, Well, I just had them on my spread picks. I didn't pick them. Oh. <laughs> oh, so you picked them for losing against the spread, too. Okay, well, <coughs> yeah. no team no has way. ever finished a season winless against the spread. Kansas has a shot to do it this year. And go I feel bad for Les Miles. I do feel bad for Les Miles. I, I thought like that was Les a Miles. great hire. Mm-hmm. It was like he's going to get them back on track in a few years. At least be seven and five, maybe yeah, eight and four. Be respectable and you nah. know, have a scrappy team. And they're just—I don't know who I, can get them out yeah, of. Yeah, I just don't know in. what it is because mm. it's bad. I and mean, Charlie Weiss just destroyed that. Like it's really, bad. it's kind of impressive. All right, so my third crazy stat is uh, down in the SEC. Mississippi State is averaging one point seven yards per carry. Yeah. That being said, that includes sacks, which count against quarterback rushing yards, which count against rushing yards. But they have not even totaled 90 rushing yards in a game this season. Also, I'll throw one out for you. Uh, Last weekend, Bama beat Mississippi State 41 to nothing. First time ever Mike Lee's been shut out. I did see that, yeah. First time ever. Man's been coaching for a long time. Mm Mm-hmm. Never been shut out, and he's played. He's coached a lot of bad teams. Yeah, they have a lot of bad teams. They're really bad this year. Like, I don't know what happened. I mean, they had all of us thinking, "Oh no, they might be really good when they beat LSU," and they haven't won since. I just think that for someone who runs this incredible big system, you know, he doesn't run it well, and it's really weird. He doesn't. He's been running it for a long time. Yeah, and I and we can talk about adjustments and and fixing things all we want. I just think that he wants so badly to throw the ball. He's just not getting creative with it. I mean, it's not that hard. You would think, right? I mean, I don't know what it is. I'm not a football coach. Certainly not an air raid guy. I mean, but... NCAA can only get you so far, The fo- you know, the football game. I mean, I'd like to think of myself game. as some, at least some knowledge on yeah, how to win a football game. But that's a simulation game. game. But that's that just something, life. yeah. So... That's just my bad. my game my game plan on that on that game is is very unrealistic. I you know run the read option and throw slants, <laughs> and that's the only two plays I use, and I do it well. <laughs> yeah, the Egg Bowl should be interesting. And actually, we're going to talk about the other team in that rivalry in a second here. My fourth stat moves over to the ACC to Wake Forest, who surprisingly is four and two. They started zero and two, opened the season getting blown out by Clemson. They're four and two now, and they have a turnover margin of plus fourteen. Wow. In those two games that they lost to start the season, they turned the ball over once, I believe, and took the ball away twice. So that's a plus one. And since yeah. then, it's and just that's been... right. Yeah, that math is right. Since then, in those four games, they've won plus three, plus three, plus three, plus four turnover more. Nice. In those four games, nine different players for the Demon Deacons have intercepted a pass, and four different players have recovered a fumble. Wow. Yeah. That's so good stuff, right the there. Ball Hawks over there down yeah. in Winston Salem. Does UNC play Wake Forest? I don't know. Because if they do, that'd be a trap game. I'm not 
Sure, I would think somehow would. Virginia was a trap game. See, I, I yeah, I, I still don't know what happened. There. Oh, I, Mac Brown. I was so sure of that. Oh, one. Mac Brown. Yeah. All right. So stat number five: Ole Miss, the other team in the Egg Bowl rivalry here. They have allowed each team they have faced to put up a season high number of points in every game. <laughs> uh, every team they have played, <laughs> and actually the stat is not accurate anymore since Saturday, since Auburn then put up 48 points against LSU, but prior to that. Yeah, 35. Every was... team they played, the amount of points that that team scored on Ole Miss was their best outing of the season. In most cases, still is. I yeah, mean, think I about guess, it. I guess Bama's... Kentucky put up 41. Bama put up 63. Vanderbilt put up 21. <laughs> Auburn put up 35. That was the best at the time before yeah. beating LSU. Um, can't remember who else has played them. Oh, Florida. Florida put up 51. That's still their season best. So, yikes. All right, and then my last stat. This one actually might be the most incredible. Cincinnati, who is number six undefeated and is just beating everybody like a drum. They have allowed... In 13 red zone tries against them, so their opponents over their games they've played have gotten in the red zone 13 times total. Cincinnati has allowed just three touchdowns. Wow. One of those touchdowns was a garbage time touchdown by Austin, who's an FCS team. At the end of the game, they scored. So, you, you, like, you got to count it, but you don't really have to. That's pretty amazing. It is kind of. Yeah, and it makes me wonder where Luke Fickle is going to go. I feel like if you're Michigan... That might be a guy to look at. Yeah. Let go of Harbaugh and get Luke Fickle. Dude, honestly, I think it's time Michigan ball. I think it is too. I just, it's one, okay, look, it's one thing for Auburn to have the coach that we have, but at least he gets wins. Over his rivals. Over his rivals. At least a little. Somewhat. Yeah. I mean, I I could honestly bowl games I could care less about. Yeah, it's kind of embarrassing when you lose to the Cinderella teams every year, but it just, at least we can say that we, I mean, Gus Malzahn has the best record against Saban. I think. In the country. In the country. Yeah. With three wins. Mm-hmm. And that includes the likes of Dabo. Yeah, it does. So I, I don't, I guess that's why we, we keep him around, but but yeah, I, I think it's time. Michigan's, I mean, yeah, I believe he's he one is, and six now. He's against, one and six against Ohio State. and Ohio State and Michigan State at home? Yeah. He's right, one and six. At home, mm-hmm. not, you know, no less. It's I mean, really it's, bad. It's really bad. Really yeah. bad. You should be beating your rivals at home, even if you can't beat Ohio State, you should be beating Michigan State at home. They have, ever since Alabama just pummeled them in the playoff, they have been a shell. You should be beating Michigan State. Yeah. Yeah. So, those are my six crazy stats in this college football season. So, we're going to move on to our last little segment. As always, our Saturday selections. So, I'll just go ahead and start off since I'm already talking. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Uh, I got Air Force at Army. I'm on Army minus six. That's in West Point. You know, they have, they've played seven games already. Sure, sure. Air Force has only played three. I like what I have seen from Army this year. I think they by touch. All right. My first one up is BYU at Boise State. So it's a top 25 matchup. Rank number nine, Boise State, I believe. 21, yeah, 25, sounds right. something like that. BYU's favored by two and a half on the road. I think that that's accurate. I think that they win maybe by three or seven. I think, I, hey, Boise State on that blue field, I mean, they're tough to beat. But I think, I think BYU's got a lot of rhythm right now. I don't think it'll be some blowout win. I do think BYU's just a hair better. I'm looking at three, four, maybe a touchdown. Is that a Friday night game? It, yes, it is. We're going to have to win. It's a Friday night game. Because that'll be national TV for sure. Yeah, all right. Yeah, that's a good one, you know. And BYU has, except for a kind of a rough game against UTSA, I don't know what the story was there, they've kind of manhandled everybody they've played. Pretty much. So I mean, they season pretty big against Navy 55-3. to three. Yeah. Boise is probably the best team they've played. 
or I mean, that they if, will play. I mean, if, they, if they win this game, now they've got a top twenty-five matchup. They've got a respectable. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, if I'm the committee, I'm. Yeah, that's. I'm, I might be considering. If, they, if they, they win this weekend, that's that's a win to hang your hat on. Maybe, but they got to win. But they got to win. Yeah, gotcha. so that should be a really good game. I'm, we should watch that. Okay, so my second pick is. Houston at number six, Cincinnati. I got Man, Cincinnati minus thirteen. Oh, going with going with Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah, I'm going with Cincinnati because minus 13, last huh? two games they've had big games against top twenty-five teams, and they have just railed them, torn them apart. Yeah. So Bearcats doing a little slashing. Yeah, Houston. Houston is a lot worse than the likes of Memphis and SMU. Sure. This game's on the road. Makes sense. Cincinnati is rolling. They keep rolling. They win by two touchdowns. Oh wow, two touchdowns. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's minus thirteen. Okay. So. I've got Liberty at Virginia. Liberty is a 15-point underdog. I'm willing to bet. I'm willing to bet you on uh, ESPN Game Day this Saturday. We'll see a lot of Liberty Super Dog picks. Yeah. I'm going Liberty Super Dog first. Okay. I think that they cover. Malik Willis is looking good. Hugh Freeze, please come to Auburn. <laughs> please come to Auburn. But yeah, I, I like Liberty. They're I think they're still undefeated. I believe they are. Their yeah. offense is kind of rolling. Hey, even if they don't win, I still think that they keep it close. I mean, Virginia Tech is very hot and cold. I think that Liberty puts up a good show. They yeah, cover. I think so too. All right. So my next last pick here: South Alabama at number fifteen, Coastal Carolina. I got the Chanticleers minus seventeen. I'm going with favorites all all three sure. this week. I mean, they beat Georgia State fifty-one to nothing last week. We were yeah. kind of watching that on the scoreboard uh-huh. at the game. It was like, it's wow, bad. Yeah, it's bad. Just when we thought that they would start, you know, taking their foot off the gas, there'd be another seven points on they the board. Kept doing it, right? Yeah. South Alabama is just bad. It's on the road again, just like Cincinnati. Coastal is rolling. I think they win big. Yeah. Sure. This honestly, I might guarantee that one. That might be like my, my like guarantee. Coastal Carolina wins. I feel like it, but I don't want I don't want to mess with that yet because I'm bad college. So yeah, just gonna say I think that's the one that they get. Okay, well you're you're kind of there. My last one, I've got Oklahoma. They are a right now, and this could go up, but right now they're a 36 and a half point favorite at home versus Kansas. Just you know, it's one of those lose lose for me, but I figured. Oklahoma surely could beat Kansas by 36 and a half. It's just kind of a big line. I was feeling frisky. There wasn't anything else that I wanted to pick that I felt confident in. So I was like, yeah, you know what? We'll take Oklahoma 36 and a half over Kansas. Yeah. Plus miles, I would not be upset if you if, if Oklahoma won, you know, 40 to 7 and you guys covered at all or, you know, 53 to We'll see if that has 17. any chance of happening. But, you know, it just I don't know. I I, I like I like this game. I think that I think that they continue to lose against the spread. Don't get me wrong, man. I wish Kansas would be something. Just make it makes things interesting. Right now, it's just a big pick. You yeah. Know, congrats, you won the big pick. Or, dude, why would you bet on? But I, I don't know. I just like this one. Yeah. That's my last. You know, one. the other one that I really wanted to put my hands on, but I didn't, was uh, Marshall minus forty four and a half over UMass. Yeah. I think uh... UMass is the worst team in the FBS. But that line's a little bit. It's a little too big, and, and I think that Marshall will just kind of take the game as, yeah, we can win, you know. Yeah, they may win 45 to nothing and just quit, right? Uh, like, or, or I was going to say even maybe something like 38, 35 to nothing and just, yeah. you know, just kind of be like, all right, who's next week? Let's, uh, yeah. in the middle of the game, we'll start Let me take a nap on the bench while, the, yeah. <laughs> while UMass is on offense. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right, so with those done, we'll move on to our straight-up picks. First one, I got number 23, Michigan, at number 13, Indiana. This one's interesting to me. 
Michigan and Indiana. Yeah, because I feel like Michigan could this could be their bounce back game, but Indiana won. Indiana is feeling good. Yeah, they're two and zero. I think it's close. Yeah. I still think I'd pick the. I, I don't know. I still think I'd pick Michigan. Yeah. I mean, against top twenty-five teams, Jim Harbaugh kind of is ranking that one. But I just think they have to have more talent than Indiana, right? I mean, but with the season we're looking at, it's not crazy to think that Indiana, with the two and zero, fighting close battles, beating teams that they shouldn't. I mean, it's not crazy to think that after Michigan State beat Michigan, that Jim Harbaugh drops it. Yeah. Hmm. I, I think would, I'll go with Indiana just to oppose Indiana. you on that. I one. think I'm going to stay safe and pick Michigan. But I would not be upset if Indiana won. Yeah. I want to see an undefeated nine win. All right. <laughs> That'd be kind of neat. Yeah. Okay, so next game is Arizona State at number 20, USC. And this game is kicking off on the West Coast at 9 a.m. local time. Can you imagine that? <laughs> so that means 11 p.m. our time? Or 11, 11 a.m. our time, yeah. It's, it's the early game Man. for us. But could you imagine... Kicking off a game at 9 o'clock. I mean, what time do you got to get out of bed for that? Like, oh, five? Yeah, to get out there and get ready and start getting warm, up, warm and everything. Warm pre-game meal, stretch, throw uh, the football around. Yeah. Anyway, that being said, I am on the Sun Devils for this game. I'm on the Herm Edwards train. I don't think USC is very good. I don't think they should be ranked. Even though they're on the road, I'm going to go with Arizona State. I wish I could agree with you. Yeah. I... Like I said, I love making fun of Clay Helton. I love watching the dumpster fire that is USC. I think USC is still a better team. Kadon Slavis is back. I think they come out and pull off a close one in the state. I think Arizona State is is just one another one of those almost there, not quite there, ready to make a splash teams. They had a good win at home over Oregon last year, but I don't see them beating USC. I think. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Next game is West Virginia at number twenty-two, Texas. This is a weird one too. I Mountain had to think about this one. Yeah, it's in Austin, but Texas is the most up and down team. Yeah, but I've this ever was, seen. Yeah, I mean, like, this would be the most Texas thing to do is to knock off the only undefeated team yeah, in your conference knock off left, a top 10 and then, and then, and then all just of a sudden just drop the next one to an unranked team. Yeah, lose the West Virginia at home. Yeah, so yeah, I don't know. Down. I think I'm gonna roll with home field advantage and roll with the horns, but. Dude, At I'm this going point, Mountaineers. I don't I'm going to see some couches burn in Morgantown this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> going with Mountaineers. All right. Next game, Minnesota at Illinois. It's another one you could oh, I don't sit pay. and think I don't about. Wanna, I don't want to pay. Why not? Gosh, this, <laughs> this was another game I was considering for my spread picks, and I just thought Minnesota's favored by seven, and I don't think I'd like them to cover that. But yeah. I don't want to. But I don't want to pick Illinois to cover that because I don't like him to cover that either. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm clear of this game. Yeah. That, hey, that, that's that's why this is straight up. <laughs> Just left it. It's like I don't think they can cover that. I don't. But yeah. Illinois, I don't know. Yeah, but I don't think that. I don't think that Minnesota <laughs> yeah. can, can. I think I'm gonna uh, roll again. Row in the boat. I mean, I thought they were gonna win the last two games and they blew those. <laughs> I think Minnesota's offense is better because even though they still lost to Maryland last weekend. They showed us that they can score on offense. They just can't stop anything the other team does. Yep. I'm not sure how much Illinois can or will score. You know what? I'm, I think I'm just going to take a big week. I think I'm going to pick the Illini. Yeah? I just... This is a this is a first. We have picked the opposite team for four games in a row here. I mean, just was, about, just about that's never game. happened. We almost always agree. Yeah, I think interesting. I, I don't the, know. Uh, I, the record I, will I, be hey, interesting man, next I, week. I, I would like PJ Flight to get his first dub on the season, but you know, seven points, Can't dude. That's a, a sentence you just said. Like, yeah, I thought PJ Fleck would have won at least one of the two games. Two and zero, right? At now. least one and one. I mean, but, <laughs> yeah, nah, I. 
I hate to say it, dude, but I don't know. I, I think uh, I think PJ Fleck is 0-3 and he needs to start scrambling. All right. Illini. Well, you can roll with them. I'll yee roll yee. with the Gophers. Yee yee. Sink <laughs> the boat. All right. Number 14, Oklahoma State at Kansas State. I think Lord. the Pokes bounce man, back and win. You're killing it with these hard picks. Yeah, I know. I think I did pretty well. God, man, I hate this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll agree. I'm just going to go Oklahoma yeah. State. Kansas State's just wanna, on third. Yeah, I don't even want to think about this. Just move on. Yeah, I think they're on yeah, their Oklahoma third State. Team, so I don't trust them. Please don't start Sanders. <laughs> please win. <laughs> please win. Just I by one. I mean, even Pokes, if it's by man. one point, please win. Yeah. All right. This should probably prob- this may be the game of the week here. Number eight, Florida at number five, Georgia. I believe that's in Jacksonville still, but I'm sure. Yeah, I think it is still in the cocktail. I would, I would think it is, yeah. but like Texas A&M and Arkansas was actually at A&M this time. Oh, uh, so, I picked that game to cover last week. Arkansas. I can't believe you when, won that one. When when Arkansas was was uh, they were down by like twenty one. I know, and they and, and the line was twelve when I picked them, and then it was fourteen when it closed, and Arkansas covered. They only lost by eleven. By eleven. <laughs> Woo pig! Woo pig! <laughs> I actually appreciate that. Yeah, A and M sucks. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know, man. This is a tough one, but. I think I'm going to go with Florida here. I don't believe in Georgia's offense at all. Really? Yeah. Florida's got a couple of players suspended after they uh, got into a fight with Oh, yeah. There's only two guys, but I don't think it's anybody super important. It could be, but... See, the problem with this is it's it's exactly like Alabama-Georgia. Georgia's defense is really stout. But, their offense is garbage. But their I mean, offense is garbage. They scored it's, it's 14 garbage. on Kentucky. Like, but Florida's Florida's defense is garbage. But that's that too. But, but their offense is stout. Kentucky's defense isn't that good either. So, like... I just don't know, man. <laughs> Maybe Georgia will get up for this game and beat Florida again, but... Well, if Florida wins, they're going the end. Probably. Probably. Assuming they don't... Lose to Tennessee or something. Yeah, or LSU when they rematch them on the 12th of December. I'm going to stick with the Gators. You? Yeah, I think I'm going to go with the Gators. I, right. I don't like the Gators, but I, I, I don't like Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Sound like, reasoning there. Yeah, I don't. I don't like Kirby uh, uh, enough to win for him. Really, you know, I never would have guessed knowing you. I'm like, yeah, unless they're playing Alabama. Anyways, yeah. all right. And then the last game here, you probably know what it is. Number one, Clemson at number four, Notre Dame. This one's interesting, man. I'm gonna still roll with Clemson. Though, oh, absolutely. Because you gotta take Clemson because nobody has and yeah. it just and I mean, just having a full week where for sure they know they're not gonna have Lawrence and they're gonna have to start. Uh, Honestly, DJ they've probably Wilder. already been prepping for this game, knowing that they. I mean, they probably. That's why they almost slipped up against Boston College. Yeah, maybe. They probably. So. They but probably that was already just a knew. short week to prep this. Just this week, I think they're going to be a lot just more comfortable with DJ starting. I I don't know. I, I think that they. I think that look, Clemson wins, and I would it like might to be say, closer though. Yeah, and, and I, I, I would like. To, I would like to think that it would be a big one, like they beat Miami, which Miami, but. You know, I, I do. Yeah, I think it's closer. That's why I didn't want to look at that six-point favorite. I think they were six-point favorites on the road. But, uh, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, Clemson is that the last one? Yeah, that is the last one. So that's all we got here. I think we're just gonna go ahead and go. Uh, this has been rookie mistake. Thank you guys so much for listening. Remember to follow us on Twitter at rookie mistake PC. We tweet a lot of stuff out there, including some rookie mistake mailbags. We would love to see guys' comments on that, so we can have questions and things to answer when we come back next week and the week after that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, If you don't want to send us something like that over Twitter, you can send us an email at the email address rookiemistakepodcast at gmail.com. That would be great, too. Otherwise, thank you all so much for listening. We hope you guys keep listening next week. And, yeah, see you. See you.